Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'd like to especially welcome those listening on the Voice America platform, but also those who listen afterwards on our various other platforms, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we hope to cheer you up, regardless of what you may be going through in your life. As most of you who have been joining us for our new shows this season already know, our theme for these episodes has been celebrating your life joyfully through its ups and downs. Most of us don't have much difficulty in being at least a bit happier with everything when everything is on the upswing in our lives. What many people have, some, have sometimes great difficulty with are those times in their lives when things seem to be much more on the downside. Of course, everyone experiences both throughout their lives because that's just life here on planet Earth, isn't it? As they say, what goes up must come down. Some of the unhappiest people here are not necessarily those who are encountering the greatest challenges in their lives, but are generally those who hold great expectations of what life here in the world is supposed to give them all of the time. Bah, humbug. <laughs> In other words, much of their unhappiness in life comes from their resistance to the difference between their expectations and what happens to be happening in the world and or in their personal lives. So, in this episode, we wanted to remind you to cheer up. The end is near. Obviously, we decided to title this show with a bit of our tongue-in-cheek humor. We'll try not to bite our tongue because we're laughing. What image comes up for you in your mind when you hear, the end is near? I'm sure some of you would sigh with relief when you know that your struggle or suffering that you've been experiencing in your life is coming to an end. Yet, for many of you, the statement, the end is near, may conjure up images of some prophet with a long beard in a tattered robe walking down the sidewalk with a placard resting against his shoulder that declares that sentiment. Ah, yes, the end of the world, the end of humanity, the end of life, the end of a relationship, the end of a career. The list can be quite extensive, but the common denominator would be the end to something wonderful, valuable, good, fun, life-giving, uplifting, and so on. Who'd want something like that to end? There's an old saying, 
Time flies when you're having fun. Of course, one of our fun-loving friends who happens to be a lifelong batracophile, <laughs> a lover of frogs, likes to point out the frog's perspective as, hmm, time is fun when you're having flies. Either way, it isn't unusual for any of us that when we're thoroughly enjoying our lives, we tend to forget about time, and in retrospect, time seemed to zip away, and now we have to go back to work, do the dishes, fill out our tax form, do the laundry, or whatever might we might not particularly enjoy doing. When we're in pain or suffering in some way, time seems to slow down to a torturous crawl. In our show today, we'd like to encourage you to cheer up when you're not having fun because you're facing a sort of the end to something you don't want to end. Let's start with addressing what makes you want some aspect of your life not to end, but just keep going forever, or at least for as long as absolutely possible. First, it's interesting to consider that most people even those who are very unhappy with their lives and certainly not having much fun living it generally, don't want their lives to end, do they? Certainly there are many who feel so unhappy in some way with their lives that they wish to end it somehow to put themselves out of misery. Yet, sooner or later, even after they might have killed themselves, the soul discovers that they didn't really die, meaning that their experiencing of life continued without them being incarnated in the physical body. They will eventually realize that their misery wasn't the life that they had or all the unpleasant things that happened in the world. Their seemingly intolerable suffering and unhappiness was due to how they perceived the world, themselves, and what they experienced. Essentially, that's why one person who seems to have been dealt a lousy hand in their lives or another who seem to have been dealt an equally lousy hand can experience their respective lives completely differently. One of them might be generally happy and doing well, regardless of what they're going through, whereas the other might be experiencing an unbearable life not worth living. Is it nature or nurture? Is it family genetics or how they were raised? Actually, it's neither and all of the above. The underlying main factors that set the way a person perceives and experiences their own life are awareness and choice. Awareness first, since without awareness, none of us would ever be able to experience life. To what degree are we willing to be aware? Then the choices we make are dependent on the extent and depth of our awareness. Our awareness and choice determine not only the way we perceive our life experience, but also the way we relate to it. Then, how we relate to our experience of life in this world determines the direction our life experience takes us, toward the wholeness and joyousness of life, or toward the dividedness of how the world works. When we see life as undivided, limitless, and whole, Regardless, regardless of what may be happening in the world at the time, we experience life itself as joyous and good and loving. If we see life in the world as divided, limited, and separate, 
we become immersed in the experience of the world and the experience of constant change over time and space, and life becomes hardships with occasional temporary relief from them. Life is of spirit. In truth, spirit is life, undivided, limitless, eternal, and unconditionally giving. Our experience of that is beyond joyous. The world is built upon polarity or duality, and it is spirit that animates the movement between each pair of polar opposites with life. We experience that in the world as movement in space and the passage of time. We each have a choice to experience the wholeness of life itself while we are aware of living that undivided life in the divided world or to invest in our awareness primarily in the dividedness of the world and the apparent constant change of conditions it produces. As Michael is fond of saying, we can learn to surf the waves of life here in this world, or we can fight those waves and drown in the ways of the world. Well, that's exactly why I chose to teach people to develop their innate clairvoyant ability so that they would learn to look at the world through the single eye of spirit first, rather than depending on seeing reality through their divided, stereoscopic, physical eyes. Oneness can only see oneness, whereas twoness only sees twoness and multiplicity. Developing your clairvoyance requires you to learn to see the twoness of the world in relationship to the foundation of the oneness or undividedness of truth. Reality never changes. Only the conditions of the world constantly change. Being centered means having your awareness centered in the eternity and limitlessness of spirit while living in and experiencing the divided nature of the world. When we learn to have both together with the correct priorities, then we're able to shine the light of spirit in this world more clearly and brightly. Another essential practice in living your life each day is to choose to be happy first. That's most easily done by learning to be amused with whatever it is that you might be experiencing at the moment. Remind yourself that every little thing in your life in this world is constantly changing. Nothing here is permanent. That means your experience of whatever is going on in your life is constantly changing. Whatever you're thinking about and how you might feel about it changes moment to moment. That is, if you let it take its natural course. You don't let your experience of what you're going through in your life change moment by moment, whenever you get into resistance to whatever and however you might be experiencing it at the moment. You'll find that whenever you closely examine your experience, almost always you start with an inner reaction to it. 
you need to remember that a reaction, no matter how subtle or intense, is merely a mechanical reaction in your mind based on past experiences still held in your mind. It's no different than what's called a knee-jerk reaction that we have. If our body is working correctly, when someone hits the right spot, right below the patella or kneecap, just so, and then, without us trying to do anything, our knee suddenly jerks up, our leg goes up. <laughs> it kicks the doctor. Yeah, it kicks the doctor. <laughs> you may have had a fun time with that when you discovered it growing up. I did. <laughs> Kept on doing it. Oh, look at this. That's a mechanical reaction. Most of the time, we can't help having that instant reaction. The same thing happens all of the time in our mind. An innocent child who has never been hurt may get curious and do something that, as adults, we know can be very dangerous, like sticking a metal wire into an electrical socket. If the child wasn't taught what would happen if they did that and to never do that and tries it, hopefully they'll survive the electric shock and learn to never do that again. Yet once a child has had such an experience, they may have a mental and emotional reaction to even the possibility of that happening. We all know that that kind of reaction to even a thought of something that we've experienced before that was intensely painful or traumatic. You know, somebody, <laughs> somebody's talking to you and they bring up the name of somebody who really hurt you badly in the past, and all of a sudden, ah, <laughs> we might recoil inside, whether we show that in our appearance or not. In our mind, we instantly react, reenact that past painful experience and wish to not ever go through that again, right? We react in resistance to the possibility. Most of the time, just like the knee-jerk reaction, we're not conscious of doing that. It seems to just happen before we can even think about it. In order to choose to experience happiness rather than some kind of suffering is to know that a reaction is extremely temporary unless you resist it. If you completely relinquish your resistance after the initial reaction that will most likely happen no matter what, then you can move on with your next experience which will be different than the reaction. And the choices you make in relationship to your reaction and what's happening in your experience at the moment will determine the nature of your subsequent experiences. By choosing to be amused about whatever you experienced, especially a reaction, even if it was quite intense, you raise your vibration up quite a bit from the vibration you're in during a reaction. Not only does your choice to be amused now raise your vibration, but that you are making a choice, a new choice, in how you would like to respond to your experience means you're more aware of your experience and of yourself as spirit. After all, only spirit is creative, not the body, or the intellect. 
that you have a choice in the matter means you're intuitively aware that you are that creative spirit and able to create a new experience for yourself rather than being a hostage to a mere preset experience in your mind. Only then can you begin to free yourself from that old reactionary pattern. This is why we titled this episode, Cheer Up, (laughs) The End is Near. Not only are we having fun addressing what no one really wants to happen to them about some important experience in their lives coming to an end, but we know the importance of cheering up or choosing to be amused no matter how bad things look to you at the moment or how painful and scary it might feel. Remember, smile, you're on cosmic camera every moment of your life. Doesn't that sound like more fun than God knows your every thought? (laughs) Shame on you or whatever, right? In fact, why does that thought that God or anyone else for that matter sees you for who you are and knows everything you think or do frighten anyone or embarrass anyone? Well, it seems that most people feel They have something to hide from anyone else knowing about that, about them. Why? Ultimately, it's because they might harbor guilt and shame based on how they see themselves and what they think of themselves. Most people have very little awareness of who or what they truly are. Another way I can say the same thing is most people see themselves limited, lacking, or not good in some way that they feel ashamed of. That's never true, however. Everyone, in truth, is the same brilliant, beautiful, and good light of spirit. Well, we are at our first break, and this is the time we like to give a few announcements about our work. So we would like to invite you to check out our new livethemiracle.com site. That's livethemiracle.com, where you can find all 63 of our different You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think audio self-study classes that are open to everyone. You can purchase and download or stream any one of those classes. And if you'd like to continue, there are nine different themed sets of classes on a variety of applicable psychic topics available just in that series. For those of you who might wish to immerse yourself in our comprehensive six-level course of audio self-study, Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices for Living Your Soul Purpose Foundation course, you can find everything from the free introductory two-hour audio class to the entire library of classes and intensive for the whole course. Feel free to check it out. Remember, livethemiracle.com site. In just a bit, we'll continue with Cheer Up! The End is Near. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. 
Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're happy to have you back. Today we're having fun exploring the ways to deal with what you might consider endings to various experiences in life in this world. So let's find out more about how you can cheer up when the end is something that is near. And you don't want it to end. (laughs) Well, before the break, I was talking about how most of us, you know, grow up having a, uh, what would you say, perception of ourselves that seems like we're definitely lacking something, we're definitely limited in some way, uh, and we're really not, you know, maybe we're generally feel we're really good about everything, but there's certain things in our lives or in ourselves that we feel is basically not so great. And that leads to a lot of competition and everything in life because we start comparing ourselves to others and go, oh, that person's so much better than me and da-da-da-da. That person's so much more beautiful. That person is so much nicer, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So <clears throat> the thing is, even, you know, I'm sure you all had experiences where you really admire somebody. You you think they're just amazing. And you, you go, God, you're the most amazing blah, blah, blah. And they just look at you like, you know, oh, that's, I know that's not true. <laughs> and you later maybe sometimes find out that, that they're not within themselves. They don't see themselves the way you do. And, and part of the reason they are constantly trying to be better and better and better and they have to do everything right and they have to do everything fantastic and everything, maintain kind of their perfection and everything, is that they're scared. Oh, unless they keep on improving themselves, they're not good enough. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, some of you might have 
felt that way too when someone else comes along and who really cares about you says oh you're the greatest whatever or you're really terrific this way or that way and you go kind of thank you but you know i don't feel that way <laughs> well everyone regardless of how they look or what they do they're they're just brilliant beautiful and good inside as the spirit that we all are well the only difference between one another amongst us is that we each choose to express that same light that we are often in very different ways what we do and say and how we look is just our various creative expressions of who we are everyone's judgments are based on how they experience those unique expressions of that same light of spirit. A soul can choose to do something that most of us would consider horrible with that beautiful light and life, while another soul might choose to express it as incredible kindness and generosity in the most loving manner. Yet in truth, no matter how any soul expresses themselves, the manner of their expression and appearance in the world doesn't change who they truly are. Remember, spirit is eternal, means never changes. Our beingness is always the same, undivided, aware, limitless, eternal, and creative. The more you can help yourself to be just the you that you already are inside, as that beautiful spirit, the more you're open here for the world to see and experience. You won't have to paste a fake smile on your face to just to be polite. <laughs> because as your true spirit self, you're always joyful. You won't have to try hard to be nice to others. Because as your true self, you recognize others are all you. Just like Raphael was pointing out earlier in our show, what's difficult for most of us to look at and deal with something wonderful, something we deem important in our lives coming to an end, is that we become afraid. In fear, we worry about not only what might happen to us if something valuable to us comes to an end, but we also worry about whatever we could have, should have, would have done before in our past, but didn't, uh, or did, and we shouldn't have. <laughs> in that scenario, we're stubbornly holding on to our past experience in favor of creating a new one in the present, and then projecting that fear in our mind into our future as worries of what might happen. Guess what? <clears throat> Whenever you do that, you hold yourself hostage to your past that you can't ever do anything about and to your future that you're not going to change if you don't create something different in the present. That means you are completely not here in the present. And only in the present can you get yourself beyond the confines of space and time to create a miracle or a more healing experience for yourself. So a word to the wise. Cheer up first, especially if you're scared about what <clears throat> might happen to you in the near future. 
Anytime you set out to tackle any pressing problems in your life, guaranteed, your life will turn out much more to your liking if you do. One of the things Michael spoke of here is he said, smile, you're on cosmic camera. What does he mean by that? Well, in this life, there's really no hiding from anything. Everything is, let's say, in a way, recorded. Every thought, every action, every inaction, everything. How you treat people and so on. And so it's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to be aware of. And when you're on cosmic camera, the the recording of it isn't necessarily for the benefit of all of humanity, although your life and everyone's life is a part of it. But when it is your time to leave this life, you get to review that recording. Some people have had a glimpse of it when they have a semi-near-death experience when their quote-unquote life flashed before their very eyes. And they got to see everything from the very beginning, the first thing that they ever remembered in their life, all the way through to uh, what was currently going on. And, of course, they wouldn't be able to talk about that had they passed over, but many people have that experience and don't pass over. And then a lot of times it gives them a new perspective of the importance of their life, even the things they think weren't so important as well as addressing the things in their lives that uh, weren't exactly up to par, so to speak, according to what they, in their own intuitive knowingness, knows was incorrect for themselves. So as you go through experiences, when you're in an experience, you're creating what's called a mental image picture. So a mental image picture, if you think about, you know, your 12th birthday party or what you had for breakfast this morning, you conjure up that thought or what we call mental image picture about that experience. Now, a lot of experiences are very mundane and you don't, some people just don't store them in an easy place to, you know, if I ask you, what did you have for breakfast three days ago? You might have to mm, think about it for a few minutes. But if I asked you about that argument you had with your mother two years ago, it would be right there, right? If it was something that still had a lot of charge on it. So these pictures are partly what hold us back from being able to end things. Let's say an argument with someone. Because we replay that picture over and over and we climb our energy into it and we feel it all over again and it causes all the same pain. And so some of what we teach has a lot to do with working with these mental image pictures where when something is happening and you don't like it, <clears throat> such as an argument with someone and, uh, you know, it, it, an argument with someone sometimes equals, it's like a formula, an argument with this person equals I'm not going to talk to them for a year or two years or three years. I've had that happen with people. I have a disagreement with someone and they get so mad they don't talk to me for three years and then they come back three years later and pretend like nothing happened because for them it took them that long to de-energize the picture where, you know, you have an argument with someone, you blow the picture and you're in present time with them, you don't have to separate for three years. And you don't also have to make that formula of just because you have 
an unpleasant experience with someone, it equals the end of your relationship with them. Sometimes you have to because maybe that person is violent and that sort of thing. But these pictures are a really important part of this whole thing. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's so much there uh, because as souls, immortal souls, we're like the, what do they call that, photojournalist or now video journalist, right? That That's taking a video of everything all the time. Even our dreams. Yeah, even our dreams, even our time out of the body, everything. And that's the part of the cosmic camera that Raphael was explaining. And so you're recording everything. And how do we record everything? We record it in terms of what we might call today pictures, mental images. And so we remember everything. Everything in our memory is in basically in the form of some kind of an image. And we communicate with images. But most people are not aware at that level because it's, it's very high level of awareness. As souls, they have to be aware that they're not the body, they're, they're souls, they're spiritual being, they're spirit, creative. That's the part of you that's able to create those images in your mind. And creating the image means you, you, you can also uh, let go of those images. You can blow up the images. We teach that a lot too, even on our show here, where you just mentally imagine the, the image that's haunting you in your mind, the thought that's haunting you, the feeling that's haunting you, they're all in these mental images and held in the mind as what you call memory. And when you decide, oh, this isn't serving me because it's not the exact image of what you experience. It's been altered, changed. Uh, added on to. It's been photoshopped in your mind, so to speak. <laughs> Part of that is so you can hang on to it. Yep, because once you start changing it, then then it's you're investing more of your energy into it. And how do we change it? Well, we change it by adding judgments. One of the major things is not just this, oh, I had this experience, neutral, but right afterwards even, we start to go, oh, that was horrible, right? Or this was the greatest thing ever. Ah, oh, those are all judgments. They're all just more mental images that we create. And, and we, we add on to the original. So we, we, it's like stringing things along instead of being separate. Like, okay, there is the experience and here's my judgment about it. As long as you know those two things don't have to go together, you, you go, oh, after a while, you'll, you'll notice that judgment, eh, why hold it when it's not true? It's, it came after the fact. So one of the things about letting go, people, you know, when they start to get onto their more spiritual path, everyone encounters this thing of, Letting go. It used to be called surrendering. <laughs> and, but surrendering, sometimes too many people uh, uh, experience that as giving up. And, you know, it, it means different things to different people, so it doesn't quite necessarily work. 
But letting go basically means not getting rid of something or trying to. It's just letting things just be because the minute you let things be, it goes. It starts to cycle out. Remember? Ups and downs. Everything here is a polarity cycle. It goes good. It goes bad. It goes good night. Again. It goes night. You know, <laughs> or day and night. <laughs> sure. Well, if we have night and night, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long night. <laughs> and so, so that that uh, movement we experience as life here on planet Earth. You know, in this world. And so then, what we want to do is as long as it's the true memory the factual accurate memory that's your memory it's important you know you don't want to forget everything you just have a record of all your experiences because your experiences whether you judge it afterwards as good or bad they're experiences and experiences is are how we learn as spirit about ourselves, creative levels, and, and be able to gain mastery and wisdom and all those kinds of things that we would like to have. Ah, so over many lifetimes, we keep on coming back here to learn more. But to learn more, you could read all the books in the universe, but that's not going to be the learning. That's just the beginning to get you interested. You have to experience life Practice. to learn from it and live it. You can't be hiding out somewhere just fantasizing about it. So, Well, we're already at our second break, so I'm going to interrupt Michael here. And for those of you interested in seeing Michael in video talks and interviews, we have our redesigned and improved official YouTube channel, which something new is getting uploaded to, I think, today available to you. Uh, we'll continue to upload new material periodically. In addition, if you'd like to help support us so you can keep offering, so we can keep offering you this weekly live and archival radio show, we have a Patreon site which provides one way you could do that. To easily and directly access any of our online network of sites, we call our Learning Sanctuary for the Soul. You can go to our new link tree at living-the-miracle.carrd.co. We'll return in just a couple of minutes to continue with Cheer Up, The End is Near. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. 
the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been looking at the experience of the ending of any cycle in our lives in this world. To have some fun with a generally serious topic, we titled this episode, Cheer Up! The End is Near. We'll forge ahead and help you cheer up when you're facing an end to something, especially something wonderful. So earlier we were talking about uh, what we call letting go of pictures, Or as we like to say, blowing pictures. We imagine that rose and put that picture of that experience in a rose and just imagine that rose exploding and letting go of the energy out of that experience. That's one way we do that. You don't get rid of the experience itself because you worked very hard to have that experience. But this is a form of letting go. It's it's putting a little space between you and that experience and letting that experience be part of what you came in this life to, to experience, to use that word too many times. Um, you know, uh, forgiveness is another word for letting go. Uh, for those of you that uh, practice, say, A Course in Miracles or a Christian religion or other uh, uh, religious practices, Uh, Forgiveness has a lot of different connotations, but the form of forgiveness I'm talking about is the same as blowing a picture. It's just letting something go and letting it be. I want to remind you all, it takes a lot of courage and grace to live this life. No matter what kind of life you have, whether you're in in what you would consider a lowly position or you're somebody, a, a celebrity or a king or a queen or, you know, uh, somebody that's doing great things in this world, it still takes courage to step forward every day and do what you do. And when it's time to end something, it takes a lot of, let's say, grace and vision to move through that ending. So, for instance, at the end of a year, You have your taxes, or in many countries anyway, most countries, we have our taxes. And what is it we all go through with taxes? We go through a lot of dread, or for those that aren't making a lot of money, it's not a big deal because, you know, that's the one advantage of not making a lot of money is you don't have to pay a lot in taxes. But if you don't pay any in taxes for 10 or 15 years, then suddenly you have, you know, something built up and then that's where the dread comes in. So 
what do you do with that? What do you do with when you have an ending coming? You know, you have to finish things. And if you don't finish things, how it works in the bigger cosmic uh, workings of things is when you pass over and reincarnate, you have to start up right from where you (laughs) ended before. If you didn't finish an ending, you have to go through the experience until you end it correctly. Um, and correctly doesn't mean nece- doesn't necessarily mean, uh, let's say, correctly in judgment, like someone judging you, but rather correctly for your soul to be at peace. So if you're a person who hates paying your taxes and you have to pay your taxes and, and you've been avoiding it for a long time, uh, you need to take a look at why you're avoiding it. And it ha- might have something to do with your philosophy of life or or what the government has done to you and that sort of thing. And when you start to be able to blow all those pictures and get through to what do you want in the ending? You know, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I know that's a kind of a cliche these days, but sometimes it's just more important to be happy and to let go of things that are holding you up from finishing what you need to finish. I know someone who held on to not divorcing his wife for a very long time because he had a philosophy about it, but it was holding her up and it was holding him up from taking his next step in the new relationship he had and the new relationship she had. And finally, he was able to let go of his own philosophy that, um, well, I have to wait 10 years before I actually will divorce her. And um, so that he could be happy and he could finish properly the relationship in a good space, which he did. It was really great to see that. So, you know, what is an ending? It's facing the music sometimes. You know, none of us like to face the music of something we didn't take care of, but that's where the courage and the grace comes in. Yeah, it it takes courage just to be here. And how you can tell (laughs) is how you wake up in the morning, right? When you're a little kid, for many of us, you know, very young child, uh, especially if it's your birthday or Christmas or some, you know, really fun thing you come sliding into your body in the morning nobody has to wake you up uh, you don't have to have an alarm clock or whatever and and you just you're up and at them so to speak and you're just uh, you know excited and ready for a new day well but that's not how most of us started was it when we were born yeah, when we were born, <laughs> most of us were screaming bloody murder. Because why? Not because we didn't have any words to use. We're going, what? <laughs> what is this place? <laughs> Here I was in this total incredible uh, life of oneness. And all of a sudden, I go through and everything turns kind of a little black for a moment. And then, boom, it's noise and and it's cold or a warm or this or that, discomfort, even pain, whatever. And on top of which, nobody understands you <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so who would who would voluntarily decide to do that? 
in that space, no, the, the baby just goes, get, get me out of here. Or at least give me something better than what, what's here. So that's, that's the, the learning curve as souls, no matter how far along we are. But the further along we are, the more aware we are coming into this whole thing. We've already, already gained some wisdom. We, we already have more courage and say, okay, we're going in. <laughs> it's like going back into the battlefield and going, okay, here we go again. We're going to get down and dirty and, you know, roll around in the mud because uh, we got things to learn. So then we we learn to manage that a little bit better. And then that's where we're really happy, cheerful kids just wake up in the morning, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready for the day until we grow older and <laughs> older. <laughs> Our bodies start to get, you know, a little worn out. And, and uh, so when we come back in the morning, Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, here I am again. <laughs> Why'd you bring me back here for? And uh, things are aching and, and uh, the energy's not that great. And, and then the world condition, hey, there's a lot of energy in the world at any given morning coming in. That's what I hit. And they go, oh, yeah, here's the world. And so it takes me a little bit longer, well, sometimes a lot longer to actually really come back in and get my day going at this point and 70 years old rather than when I was say three or four okay and so then I'm uh, I gotta get into amusement first right but the thing is and this happens even even in other situations during the course of the day where a lot of times as spirit I get called out Somebody needs my help uh, on a higher level, or I have a meeting to go to with my guides up there. And, and so then I'm not fully present in the physical right here, right now. And um, so when people are not aware of that and they, they demand something from me when I'm already occupied, Mostly, I, I just seem to be awake and <laughs> going around doing and living my life here. But I'm only, you know, half here. And so I'm not the same when I'm not fully present. And if they don't realize that, they'll demand, they'll expect me to da-da-da-da like normal. But I can't, I can't fulfill that. Not at that moment. Because I'm in a meeting, so to speak, or I'm on an emergency call or whatever it is. And if that were happening physically, then people, most people would understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I'll come back later or whatever. But since it's only happening in spirit, I'm aware of it, but they're not aware of it. So, so that's all the, the ins and outs that we go through every single day throughout the day. And if you're not aware that, oh, yeah, you're not quite here. It's not that you're grumpy. It's, it's that you're not quite here. And so you're not fully present to deal with more important things or, you know, uh, uh, serious things here that it requires a lot more of your presence. But you might 
know or you might not know that, oh, once you get back here, given a little chance to get back here enough, you're going to be fine and not miss a beat. But other people don't know that most of the time. So that requires, you know, some kind of a communication, whatever, or just to be uh, what we call a body of glass and just let that pass by, not resist it, and because you know you're coming back and things are going to be fine. So that's, that's part of the process we go through in life. And so that's why it's important to cheer up first. You know, get into amusement means in order to get into amusement, you got to come back a little bit more with a little bit more of your presence. Then there's enough energy to go, okay, let's do this thing. I'm here now, or I'm more here. So that's, that's one of the, one of the lessons each and every one of us has to learn to, uh, as we go through life, just like what, what I was saying earlier about the reactions. Oh yeah. Expect that everything's going to be on the downswing to start with most of the time in this world uh, until you fully get here. It's the downswing is you don't have enough of your energy here. You're not present enough and aware enough here in this world at the moment to feel happy and great and cheerful. And when you have to, when the situation demands that you get back here right quick, then you can go, oh, yeah, amusement. Then you get into the present here and go, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Smile. I, I'm, I'm smiling now. And then you can proceed. Yes, we're getting close to the end of our show. I just wanted to make one final uh, comment that as you work on those endings, it takes courage. We know that. It takes creativity especially on things you're avoiding, and vision. But as you get through it, you will find your grace. Anyway, we're at the end of our show. We so enjoyed having you with us, and we'll be back next Wednesday with our next show, Living Happily Ever Present. Why put your happiness into the future when you can only have it here and now? Tune in to find out a whole lot more about how you can live joyfully right now. Remember to check out our new link tree at living-the-miracle.carrd.co anytime. You'd like to find out any of our online networks of our Learning Sanctuary for the Soul sites. Until then, be inspired Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.